Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack and save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joes, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? All right, John, uh, big topic here. We're going to rank all the episodes in which we've done ranking of things. This <laughs> rank all our ranking episodes. <laughs> it's not like a gimmick, that. I swear. So it's a, me- a meta episode. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I always think that whenever we do that stuff, it actually is pretty useful for our analysis of the league and predicting stuff uh, and, you know, to, that you shouldn't be afraid to fire the 27th best coach in the league. Like, that's actually useful to determine uh, who that is in our mind, because it does, especially with everyone doing so well, uh, coaches other than one this year. But uh, we have to return yeah. now to current events. So like the playoff race? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, a couple of teams have kind of disappointingly dropped out. I guess that was always going to happen, though, both because of the incentives and just where those teams are. Um, so we, we uh, get a chance now to rule some teams out, which we have not yeah. done. We only have ruled out nine teams. I'm interested to see where we end up here. I think it's actually not going to be all that difficult until we get to kind of the play in, the teams that are in play in position. That's when it'll get difficult. Um, that's where it gets rough. Plus, we already eliminated a team who might actually make it. So that's another complication. Uh, we've eliminated two teams that might actually make it. Oh, and one did of I them miss was one? the first team we eliminated. Okay, so Oklahoma City, right? Yep. And then, do we eliminate the Bulls? Is that who we eliminated? We did. We did eliminate the Bulls. Ooh. They were we, we underrated the Pat Bev effect. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> and I overrated. I, I guess the I Wizards. thought he was too small. I thought he was too small to. Really <laughs> Yeah, Bulls are still, I, they're almost certainly going to make it. They're at 36 and 40 now. They'll uh, make the play they, in, but they'll have to win two yeah. road games. Looking like that's it. So I, I think we're feeling okay. Um, but I guess, you know, since we've eliminated OKC, a team that might actually make it, and, and Chicago, we may end up just uh, having having a team in that doesn't really have much of a chance. But uh, I will go first here. Can you remind everyone who we've already eliminated? And by everyone, I mean the other person you do the podcast with. <laughs> sure. All right. Oklahoma City on October 26th. Uh, I'll brilliant. do yours. We've, we've eliminated all the same teams, but I'll go in order for you. Okay. Houston on 11-2. Detroit 11-8. Yeah. Yeah. Houston was probably, was probably safe. Um, San Antonio on January 4th. Charlotte on January 4th. Orlando and Indiana on February 1st. And then Chicago and Utah on March 1st. Okay. All so right. we've got, 
let's see who do we still have out there at this point holy shit we haven't eliminated the blazers yet they eliminated well, themselves they, before we eliminated <laughs> i was gonna them. say <laughs> they went ahead and did the work for us okay well uh let's let's make a little note here let's write down portland on 330 <laughs> are you saying they're your first pick uh and and they're yours too should i just put yours <laughs> i was i was torn between them and milwaukee <laughs> Okay, Portland is out. Uh, and I, should we discuss them a little bit here before we move on to our next team? Uh, yes. Uh, I was actually disappointed that they tapped out because they had like a stretch of like pretty interesting games here that could have really messed up the playoff race. Like if they had beaten Oklahoma City and New Orleans back to back this weekend. Um, yeah, boy, and, they only they only failed to do that by seventy five points. They were so close. I guess actually they they were respectable against OKC. They, yes, they they played one real game and then uh, I think they shut down more guys after that. Like ah. <laughs> Hey, what are we doing here? Let's lose to the Kings by 40. Um, This was just, I feel like the Wizards and Blazers are birds of a feather. I wrote about this earlier this week where they just committed to this strategy of going all in with their veteran guards and trying to win 40 games. Like this just completely unambitious approach that I just don't know what the motivation is. Like... I I guess I sort of get it having worked on the team side. There's this reluctance to uh, pull pull the plug when the team is even halfway good. And you're worried about what the impact on the fans will be and everything. But the fact is that when you're when you're this mediocre, the fans aren't really that into it anyway. Right. Like you're not you're not losing a lot of people at this point. Um and so now, obviously, in Memphis, it all worked out. You know, the rebuild was quick and good. Uh, and there are other places where it hasn't worked nearly as well. But I think when you get to this point as a team, it's just, it's a, it's almost the only thing you can do. I mean, I guess they're going to try to luck into a generational talent anyway in these last couple weeks. But it's like, if you knew that guy was coming, you probably would have would have gone ahead and, and rebuilt the team anyway so that you could get everyone on the same timeline as him. Him and, and reset the cap and everything i understand what th- there are some superficial similarities between these teams with beal and lillard getting the extensions and making trades for players westbrook grant Co- covington before him in portland porzingis although i, I mean that was that was a great trade i, mean, I think yeah it's yeah it's kind of interesting because i would say both of these teams i've liked pretty much every trade that they've done so um, yeah it's individually exactly exactly the the front offices have not done a bad job executing the strategy that has been delineated the problem was the strategy that was delineated right it was it just the the big picture strategy was just a thing that was just not going to be executable however i think there are a couple of differences between these teams um i don't now you could say yeah they should just trade damian lillard because that's what they really should do to bottom out and to get all all the assets that you could get for him and like really go into the rebuild but if you don't want to do that and if dame still wants to be there then i think portland has executed pretty well of like okay let's give it a shot at the start of the year but what they've realized that maybe some teams have not the wizards is that hey you know what 
if you go for it and you're not going to make it due to injuries or just not being good enough or whatever you can actually get right into the mix for a pick almost as much as if you were in the top four or five teams and they're going to do that again this year probably uh given the way they're they're losing by 40 every game uh they got the number yeah. seven pick last year but even that you know their lottery odds were high enough that they easily could have bumped into the top four whereas they will, yeah, yeah they will have the fifth best lottery odds this year because I, I i don't think they will win another game um oh, what and makes they've already that? <laughs> no disrespect to uh, Skylar Mays and Shaquille Harrison, but I, I just have this nagging suspicion. Uh, Sh- and Shaden Sharp playing 45 minutes last night. So friend, friend, that's, that's... Of, friend of the show, Ryan Archidiakono. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, how old that too? At least I, I, I liked him. Although I, for some reason, <laughs> I always say Neto instead of Neto. I think it's just once I say how old, there's so much you that I just haven't gotten it all out. So I, I add a you at the end of his name as well. Uh, how old Neto? Uh, I've always thought he was an underrated good player. Don't put that on me. With, uh, yeah, no, please. <laughs> fair, fair, fair enough. But yes, the, the pivot to tank by Portland here uh it at least could again get them another high pick higher than likely than what washington is gonna get now washington it's interesting because they're still fighting the good fight even though beal and kuzma have been kind of dealing with injuries lately they're kind of in this weird position of like hey we're only two games out of the play and let's see if we can catch chicago still maybe at least portland yeah, the bulls losing two straight that's uh that's not great for them for for washington is just putting that catnip in front of them yeah Exactly. Exactly. So, and of course, last year too, they just like played Porzingis with Beal out the whole time. I mean, he could have like played Porzingis every other game and just like let him get his rhythm, but not, you know, won all those games. And so like, I mean, that's the difference, right? Like Portland, not only did they put themselves in position to be higher, they then took a high upside player with the number seven pick. And then Washington was three picks later and they took Johnny Davis. So, uh, and I mean, I'm guessing we're probably going to eliminate the Wizards next here. So this is not get, getting ahead of the book to be discussing yeah. them also but yeah it just and, and the was actually have, uh, kind of underperformed their point differential a little bit like they've they've been kind of a 500 team they might say oh yeah you know bradley beal missed a bunch of games this year but okay porzingis was incredibly healthy uh he porzingis yeah. is this is have to imagine it's not gonna he's not gonna have a season like this again either from health or performance and kuzma had a career year and they got some good seasons from other guys like delon wright so gafford has been pretty good like they're like this seems like a that's a season that's almost like in the upper quartile of like what would have been an expected outcome for them right yeah and there's just nothing like what's what's out there to that would make you say, oh, this team will be better next year because, because what? Because Isaiah Todd's going to break out? Uh, yeah, I've, you've been watching a lot of Capital City Go-Go games? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, I agree. I mean, there's, I mean, Porzingis is still young enough. Maybe he gets a little bit better, but um, so, so now, of course, these teams also, I think, are birds of a feather as well. I think you noted this in your piece because they have big contractual decisions to make this offseason. Yes, and it appears like Washington, especially, it appears they're in on bringing back Kuzma and Porzingis. There's already uh, Shams Charania p- reported that uh, Porzingis and the Wizards are already talking about an extension. 
Kuzma's contract isn't one that would be extended, but presumably he opts out and signs a new deal in Washington. They have just enough room under the tax to accommodate them both. Probably not much money left over after that. Yeah, so Porzingis, his max extension would be four years, 180. Starts at 40 million, 8% raises, ends at 50 million. If he waits until free agency, tack a fifth year on at $53 million, so $233 million over five years. And I think Porzingis has had a wildly underrated season but that's still that's that would be crazy to do that no I think they're gonna have him opt in at the 36 and build an extension off that would be my guess okay well that even that still is because uh, that leaves about yeah it still is and it leaves you know roughly 26 or so to pay Kuzma maybe a little less no I'm sorry take out some for the lottery pick it actually like even at 36 for him there's not that much left over to pay Kuzma if that's what you want to do yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I mean, maybe the thought is that Porzingis could be tradable. I think at center, though, there just aren't as many teams looking for a player necessarily. It's particularly not a player making $35 million. But again, like, it's just kind of like, well, do you let him go for nothing? But yeah, I mean, that's interesting. Like, who, would there be any other suitors for Kristaps Porzingis? Like, do they have any leverage on him other than just the max extension? I mean, for one of these w- teams that's like trying to get, like, you know, an Orlando or. Uh, Orlando? doesn't seem like a center (laughs) yes well i'm sorry actually they could use another four they could use another they would play him at four surely uh I would, I would think Houston, maybe. Yeah, that would be interesting to just have a rim protector who can space the floor a lot for these guys. I mean, that that would minimize Shingun, but I'm not sure Shingun, he might be one of these kind of offensive backup centers. Uh, yeah. I don't know how special he is. Up in the, he's, he's a pretty awesome passer, though. I still would want to give him at least a little more rope to explore what he's going to be able to do. You know, San Antonio doesn't seem like they're trying to take a step forward. And, you know, the other cap space teams like Indiana, they have Miles Turner. OKC has Chet Holmgren, who are some of the few guys who actually are kind of in the mold of Porzingis with the yeah. shooting and rim protection. Uh, Charlotte, maybe? Yeah, that could be interesting. I, I know they just drafted Mark Williams, but he wouldn't be a reason to not. Yeah, And, uh, you know, I think banking on the health of Porzingis and Gordon Hayward would be a very Charlotte thing to do. <laughs> But we'll see. They could have. I mean, Charlotte could have new new ownership. That's well, true. That that would be true. fascinating. To see. Charlotte, by the way, with this like skeleton crew, has been playing very good basketball and playing defense, and it's been kind of low key interesting these last couple of weeks. Yeah, Steve Clifford. Maybe we should move him up to twenty sixth in our coach ranking from twenty seventh. <laughs> Fortunately, Charlotte was already locked in the fourth worst record, so it hasn't done any. Yeah collateral damage to their draft status no and, and steve i i actually think steve is a good coach honestly like i it was just it was tough with the way things have gone this year to have a much higher but i, I think yeah he, he's done a lot of great things for sure um yeah then portland jeremy grant same thing yeah that's that's one where it's it feels like he or his agent think they have him over a barrel a little bit because they haven't done an extension and they're waiting to get more money as a bird rights free agent it seems like yeah four for 112 would be the max extension it seems like that's not something that has been if it's been offered it has been accepted so uh yeah i mean now grant i actually think grant would have more suitors probably than porzingis can ever ever use someone at at that position potentially but i've said this about the blazers and i will say the same about why 
Washington because they have Bradley Beal now making the the 35% max as well that it's just if you're have a player like that and you're not a full contender really and you're not willing to go into the tax it makes it tough to build a team right you're talking about just all right we'll resign Porzingis in a deal that's not like a crazy money for the production he had this year and Kuzma I mean a, a decent deal like yeah he's probably a 25 million dollar a year forward and, and bang you're have, bang you're at the tax just with that yeah yeah and, they, and it's not like they have like any they wouldn't really even have any like bad contracts on their books other than their big stars but you're just like you know when you're playing one player 45 million dollars like that's yeah if you're not willing to go in the tax you're gonna have a thin team and that's that's been big trouble for both these bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I remember after college, before I was going to move on to the next chapter of my life, my buddy and I went to Hilton Head, South Carolina to work some summer jobs and hang out. We had a great time, except for his car. His car was awful. We called it the P.O.S., it was like a 91 Oldsmobile Cutlass Sierra. We're allowed to talk about Oldsmobile now that it's a defunct brand, right? Is that okay? This thing had the turning radius of a World War One battleship, broke down all the time, just a, a miserable vehicle to drive. And when customers are rushing to your store, you want a point of sale system that you can trust, not a real POS like my buddy's car. You need Shopify for retail. It makes it easy to accept payments, manage orders, and build relationships with customers. You can sell in person, backed by everything that you need to sell online, track every sale across your business in one place, know exactly what's in stock, connect with customers in line and online. You can drive in-person store traffic with plug-and-play tools for marketing campaigns on social media. Get great hardware that fits your business, accept credit cards, mobile payments, every other major payment method, all with low fees and transparent pricing starting on day one. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support you every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash PER. All lowercase, easy to remember slash PER because John invented PER. Go to shopify.com slash PER to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash per I, you can certainly opt out of this if you have not bothered to watch any portland basketball but have you been impressed at all by what Shaden sharp is doing just an artifact of just being able to take a million shots on a terrible team i, I gotta be honest i haven't been able to bring myself to tune into these last three games i guess we're gonna be important next week are they gonna be around at all or are we gonna go to a game i am going to go to the last game of the season between portland and golden state <laughs> Yeah, I will be. I will be on a plane, <laughs> getting getting as far away from that game as I possibly can. I can't. I can't promise I will be there for the second half, but I will at least be there for the for the first half. It could be a very important game for the Warriors. It could be. Uh, I mean, yeah, and maybe an important game for the Blazers. We'll see. So, yeah, it's. I'm just. I guess the best thing you can say about this from Portland is like they made some trades that have allowed them to replenish assets a little bit and hey maybe they get a, another big draft pick here and you know their their rebuild isn't that impeded by having to hold on to Dame Lillard and if Dame's still okay being there and just making a ton of money and yeah becoming the Blazers all-time leading scorer and burnishing a Hall of Fame career then I guess it's fine. 
They, um, you know, they also like you're you're set up to like you're trying to win with Dame, but like you're trading Josh Hart for a first at midseason. And and again, like this is because this is because you can only do you can only pay so many guys and stay under that under that tax line, though. Um, yeah, and, and frankly, those trades that they made are the reason they've completely fallen out. If they would be like still probably around the play in mix if they hadn't made like like that now that they're they replaced josh hart with like you know cam reddish and Nasir little off the bench and, and you know more sharp and i mean now simon's been hurt grant i don't know how legitimate these injuries are you yeah. know nurkic has been out too so may, maybe that would have sunk them anyway yeah yeah they're gonna need they, they probably will have just enough money to pay grant and then sign one actual tall person um for the front court and that that might be a wrap okay so washington I will go ahead and pencil them in for both of us here as well. Uh, it is now your turn. All right. Now it gets hard. All right. So now we've we've knocked off 11 teams. Uh, all right. So I got I to gotta pick another team to eliminate now. Oh, okay. All right. This is where it gets tricky. All right. Uh, has anyone picked Houston yet? <laughs> Joke never gets old. <laughs> it never, it's really just... I, I'll and I'll still be able to use it for like five more years too. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, I can't even believe I'm saying this. Oh my god! I think I gotta say Dallas Mavericks. Holy crap! Yeah, them last night may have been the death knell with the Jalen Williams buzzer beater after Corey Joseph hits the go ahead three in the last <laughs> ten seconds, and after the Mavs scored like six points in the last eight minutes in Philly to lose that one. Where I thought yeah. they played pretty well overall that game, and I thought they had more energy and were trying to play with a little more verb and do more off ball stuff, even push a little in transition. But they, you know, just kind of ran out of gas. And Philly's a good team at home. They lost, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, being down a game and the tie break against the Thunder, that's pretty tough. And they're pretty much uh, locked into the 10th seed, even if they do make it. And that makes things a lot more difficult, too. Yeah, like even if they get to 10, it's like, okay, now now you still have to get two on the road. One of them would probably like try, try to beat the Lakers maybe on the road or like... Uh. I, that's a hard. That's a hard one for me to see happening. They, uh, they, they not getting too many other breaks here. Like right now, as we're doing this, it looks like New Orleans is going to be win in Denver because Jokic sat out. Their next two games are at Miami, at Atlanta. They're both still playing. Miami is somewhat playing at least. Um, Sacramento, April fifth. Like Kings might be locked into three. That might be an advantage for them. But then I think the Bulls will still be playing that last Friday. Um, so the only real gimme they have left is home against the Spurs the last day of the season. Like, can you know, they have, they only have five games left. Can they even get to 40? Yeah, and the Thunder have two pretty much gimme games they've got. I mean, they're both on the road, and given the way they struggled against Portland, Charlotte, and Detroit, and, mm-hmm. you know, if Shea can't come back, I mean, this injury seems to be legitimate if he yes. can't play either of those back-to-backs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but they still have at Indiana, at Utah, two teams probably not going to be trying. And Memphis won't have anything to play for, like, the last game of the season and i'm sure the memphis grizzlies would love to just keep dallas out of play and get the thunder in so yeah i mean i I just don't see and with only five games left for each team making up two i mean they're capable of it like they could just go but they're gonna have to go for them like that's how the and and against a schedule that's pretty tough they got a back-to-back to like Kyrie and luca are not like at peak health it's it would take a herculean effort at this point 
So, yeah, I'm with you. I'll, I'm going to rule out the Mavs, too. Wow. Unbelievable. And pretty major draft implications, too. Explain. Top 10 pick owed to New York. Um, so it's possible Dallas could keep it if they, they... They will probably have one of the 10 worst records if they do not make the play-in tournament. It's not certain, but it's definitely a good chance, especially if they lose that Chicago game that that Friday before the season ends. And they may be out of it enough by that point where they could just do that. Yeah, and but that doesn't guarantee anything because hmm. teams can move up in the lottery and push them back. Or, you know, Dallas could luck into a top four pick and that could change things quite quite a bit for this franchise so it's a it's a it's a big deal for them and then if you're a Knicks fan you're thinking hey we might end up with the 11th pick in the draft out of this which is the absolute sweet spot of where where the Knicks could end up yeah it's about as good as you can do when it's <laughs> top 10 protected that's for sure yeah that Chicago game is actually a huge game that's interesting that they play each other that's the team that because you imagine Utah will lose more games than them they're so Chicago Utah Dallas all tied at 40 in the loss column right now I don't think they're going to catch the Wiz although the Wiz if they do something stupid and keep trying if they could yeah. you know yeah. Uh, but it yeah. seems, seems unlikely. So, yeah, and you think all these teams above them are, are all going to be trying enough. They're not going to You never know. Like, some of these teams could just, like, you know, lose four or five straight. Like, it's not even the teams that are trying. Like, that is a possibility, although it's tough to, if you're actually trying to go on a streak time. You it, usually you, have a couple of games on your schedule. Yeah, you you really need to get hit by the, the schedule deck, so to speak. So what the fuck are they going to do? Yeah. Uh, they had a horrible offseason. Um they <laughs> yeah, this just in yeah um yeah i think what they end up doing is what they end up trying to do obviously i think they try to re-sign Kyrie. a surely i mean i mean that was like you know three years at the max is that gonna be enough maybe partial guarantee on the fourth year i think i think something like that should like it should be more than anyone else offers so the only question is if he has eyes for LA or not. Yeah, but and what happens to to LA as well? I mean, like this LA is actually like not a terrible team right now. They're not good. at all, not at all. Um, and they, I mean, wouldn't they rather just use their money to re-sign Austin Reeves anyway? So they've kind of set themselves up to get the band back together next year. If you look at the the moves they've made, it definitely seems headed in that direction. Now they can pivot. They could decline Beasley's option, for instance, and still have. A ton of cap room and probably be able to shoehorn Kyrie in. It wouldn't be at his max necessarily, I don't think. Yeah, it'd be like thirty million is like the most they could get to. And then you're losing Russell as well at that point. You're losing yeah. Hachimura. You yeah. have to uh non guarantee Vanderbilt, um wa- wave him. You're off your I guess Reeves, I think I think he'll make the starter criteria this year, so that'll eat into their, their money with his cap hold. So um but anyway, yeah, back to the Mavs. Uh I think yeah, you, you just you pay Kyrie what it takes, uh, and then and then you try to do like two future firsts along with Bertons and Hardaway for somebody who's actually good. Yeah, now some see people, if somebody will uh, take the bait on that. Yeah, some people have brought up the idea of like, oh man, if like they have to keep their pick, then it prevents them from trading picks in the future. Everything gets pushed back, and that's that's true a little bit. But more important is just having that number nine or number ten pick to trade this year. That's more valuable than. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Picks in the future. yeah. So you, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you obviously root to retain the pick. Like that's got the most trade value of anything that you're going to potentially have in the next five years. 100%. And 
And if it's not going to move into the top four, I think you're trading it if you're Dallas. Yeah, depending on what's out there. Uh, I mean, it wouldn't be, it could move into the top four. How yeah. unbelievable would that be? That'd I mean, that, and that was like, I mean, the LA Lakers won a championship because they had a very similar season to what Dallas had this year, went into the top four, that greased the skids on the Anthony Davis trade. Yep. They're able to trade that top four pick. They got Davis, they won the championship the next, but there's no Anthony Davis available. And the Lakers obviously had a lot more assets than Dallas, but they could, if you could just get one more real guy, I guess I just wonder who that ends up being. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. I'm very interested to know, John, what the number 10 pick, the number nine pick would get you today. We haven't seen, like just as in terms of a player, we haven't seen a trade of that high of a pick for just a player in a while, That unless I'm forgetting about something. Uh, I can't think of any recent examples that, that were quite that high. Um I may be forgetting one, especially like on draft night. Yeah. No, I, I'm trying to think. I mean, we've seen picks get traded for other picks or future picks, but just for a player, and particularly when you consider the salary aspect and that Dallas is going to be sending out bad salary as well, and bad salary that in the case of Hardaway goes out a while. You know, that's another. We saw the number six pick go for Drew Holiday, right? But there was another one attached to it. Yeah, that was back in 13. Yeah, yeah. that was uh, the number six pick and then i think the uh pick the next year too from new orleans so yeah that was but that was drew holiday like just i think starting his rookie extension i want to say at that point you know making like 11 million which was kind of market value for him at that point so yeah i think that's is that the last top 10 pick that was just traded for a player I think it might be. Might be. I, it's possible. I'm just completely blanking on one. But you know, there's the 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 pick in the Davis deal too. Yeah, yeah. But that was that was, that was a bunch of other shit too. So, so much other. Yeah, yeah. Tease out. Uh, but that was probably the biggest asset I would think in that deal, given what Ingram and Ball were at time. Obviously, Ingram became much better. Than yeah, yeah. That's. Fa- I would be fascinated to see. You know, are we talking about a Jeremy Grant type player? Like he just went, although there was no salary going back. By the way for less than that but he's also in the last year of his deal they might be able to by getting guys who are expiring contracts get more value for it Hmm. i think you know once once the postseason ends there's going to be guys who get itchy for changes of scenery and stuff like it it happens every year um the wolves or i'm sorry phoenix traded six for 11 and got dario charge back in the deal yeah yeah um but the even that that's not like that pure that's sort of just to to move the price of moving down dario charge 
which was worth nine or five pick that was back at 19 huh all right well i'll kind of look uh as we're going through here see if there's any other ones oh uh yeah mikhail bridges that was a trade down as well and then a a future pick that was number 10 that was in in 18 woof yeah now this is gonna be fascinating so yeah i mean that that's what they have to do and you know i mean and they'll have i guess the tax pyramid level again you know maybe they can try again to find this year's javel mcgee and you know at least get some legitimate size and i mean i could see a way they could get back into being in you know contention for home court advantage i mean they're they're, they have the they can take heart that nobody in the west looks like so unbelievable going forward yeah they're they're just a really top heavy team right now (laughs) yeah maybe Jaden hardy and josh green look better like it's not yeah i don't think like all hope is lost i mean i think hope is lost in the sense of like them being a true championship contender like that would surprise me but maybe the west sucks again and they you know are, are in sort of contention yeah it's possible but Kyrie's also getting older too that's the other thing like when they sign into this contract like I don't know if they're gonna get the same season the next two three years that they that Kyrie was giving them this year like and it's not Kyrie's struggled a little bit with this foot injury lately but he's actually been the guy that they traded for in large part yeah what do you make of all the kind of rumors and surrounding Luca and him being unhappy him saying that it's off the court stuff that's bothering him is that something that you've ever heard anything about and is that anything that the organization is can you do anything about that i i I don't know what to make of it because we're all trying to read tea leaves so i i I don't even know if i have exact parallels to to compare to um yeah i I mean i would from my time in memphis I mean, Luca clashes with Carlisle. It's not someone who people get along with that well. They probably put that more on Rick than him. But you know, maybe somewhat similar vibe to Trey Young, guy who just dominates the ball a ton. Like, it doesn't give a ton of effort on the defensive end, and obviously he's a lot better than Trey. And they had they they made a surprise conference finals run, and then they've disappointed after that. Like, I think there's a gotta be a little bit of fire with that smoke, just due to like Luca's attitude on the court. It just doesn't seem like a guy would be that fun to play with and they had kind of built this system like the fact that Jalen Brunson wanted to leave and get his own team obviously they could have paid him too but you know I think that's he didn't get along with Porzingis like there's there's something there there's something that I I think I have a concern level about yeah um I I think beyond what beyond the recent stuff even even before then I think there were people starting to wonder about Luca just being being unhappy if if they weren't going to be awesome like that's just like that's just kind of how he was going to be um I, I mean now i understand so that. that's like they've they've obviously fucked a bunch of shit up like i you know, yeah he, he's an awesome player like i think they the most of the blame is on the dallas side it's more just in terms of like uh, when we really evaluate luca as a player and how good he is like is this part of it to me i, th- I think it is that's like we're gonna do top 10 players in the nba probably next week like that's something that's gonna be a consideration i think yeah like is this guy a leader is this is this somebody guys gravitate to i think there are there are other players with better arguments in that category right now yeah i mean and as much as john morant had his issues you don't hear any of these concerns about people not wanting to play with him and he's a high usage guy but he like he has a relationship with his teammates and he is a leader for that organization in a way that i'm not sure that luca is and they're similar he it's interesting because somebody else i talked to uh, compared those exact two players and the thing they said was like Ja basically fills the other guys on Memphis with confidence in a way that Luca does not. Like it's almost the opposite. Like ah, oh, you dropped my pass. Like Arr. you know. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I think that that makes sense. And people might be like, well, hey, like, and I think Trey is like this too. Like, oh, you should love playing with him, right? Like, he sets you up for these wide open shots. But it's like, if all you do is just like stand there and then you hit the shoot button and you have to hope it goes in and that's your entire role, like, that's, I don't know how fun that is. Like, that's a lot of pressure. And I mean, even playing with LeBron, I think a lot of guys felt this pressure. And yeah, and that's, which, yep. which is, I mean, that that's a good way to play around LeBron. Like, give, give him the ball. But there was a feeling that there are certain guys who didn't have the makeup to play that way like you know a reggie bullock or a dorian finney smith like they obviously did have the makeup to play that way but they're also not guys that was their whole game to begin with yeah yeah, yeah. Where, and Tim Hardaway, you know, there's rumors that he's had some clashes with Luca. And so, like, that's, I mean, not that Tim Hardaway deserves, like, more touches or something like that. But, you know, you could see why someone who plays like that wouldn't like playing good. Yeah. Okay. We now need to get to two more teams to complete our playoff field. Is that, was Dallas your pick as well? I and mean, they have to be. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they're not going to make the play. And if they do, they're going to be locked into 10. I, I don't really, I think it would be foolish to pick anyone else at this point. So now we actually get into, I'm sorry is that yeah i think we have one more east team that we have to do because we already knocked out the bulls we have Uh, one more east and one more west yeah so we already knocked out okc so i think it's my turn here i think at this point and we have to get to him eventually but i still think the order kind of matters i'm going to knock out the toronto rep okay very tough call between them and the hawk yes um I well, actually well, I the, there is one thing about the Hawks though I, I mean I think that's a, a lot of that's going to come down to just who finishes higher we know for certain that the Hawks will be 41 and 41 <laughs> For, for those who don't know the, the genesis of that, I mean, John Schumann's been following this, a lot of people have, that they have been within one game of 500 for like 28 consecutive games, I think it is now. Uh, I think that's right. They So they were tw- they were 21 and 22 on January 14th. So that's 43. So 33 consecutive games. Amazing. Well, we're, and were you at that Cleveland game on Monday? Uh, no, I was not. Okay, well, so, because I was going to say, like, the three-shot foul that they gave to Shante Murray that then somehow didn't get overturned on the challenge when he basically just, like... Pogoed way. I saw the replay of that. Yeah, just crazy yeah. pogoed forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a ridic- yeah, that, ridiculous that was, three-shot foul. Yeah. That was the verb I, I was looking for. The, thank you for helping me out there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, clearly the referees, the fates, the league, everyone, because if they had lost that game, they would have actually been two games under five hundred and broken the streak so obviously the powers that be have determined that they must and and it's not possible to finish uh, you either have to be 42 and 40 and not be within one game or you have to be right at 41 and 41 so like, clearly it's gonna be 41 and 41 but yeah i don't feel particularly strongly over uh, about either the hawks or the raptors i just i like the hawks talent a little bit more and they are more likely to be playing at home although not certain well you cause... know what here's the thing though now the raptors are gonna get it because uh They've got two games against Charlotte, two games against Boston, and then a game against Milwaukee. And I don't think any of those teams will be trying. Charlotte might be trying the hardest at the three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Milwaukee didn't try in a game that could have gotten them the two seed last year in the last yeah. game of the season. Like, they're clearly yeah. not, not going to try. Um, I mean, I guess maybe if Milwaukee, and we actually, we haven't seen Milwaukee do this either. Remember, like, they had a chance to manipulate the standings and avoid Miami, who had beaten them the previous year, and they didn't do that in 21. And maybe the basketball gods paid that off. But uh, but then, of course, they, they didn't play hard last year. So, but they might feel like, hey, we'd rather play the Hawks than the Raptors, which I actually might 
feel i think i probably would actually prefer the hawk if i'm milwaukee than the athleticism of the raptors but yeah so but i do think I, I mean yeah the hawks every team that they're playing except maybe boston on the last day of the season and maybe washington who's me trying so yeah i guess i probably gotta go i i'm actually i'm gonna eliminate the hawks then sorry you're gonna hawks. eliminate the hawks all right yeah all right um i had another team that i was really thinking about here interesting miami heat uh, i mean is this an official pick here this is not an official pick this it's it's not who i'm gonna end up picking come on you coward i i th- that i can't pick a jimmy butler team to lose twice at home um is that was yeah because they're they're gonna at least get the seven no seven seed has ever lost a playing game yeah uh but man they suck lately like they just like they they are they have two good players one like pretty solid player in hero and then the rest of this roster is just yikes yeah it's not too good uh they they've been struggling there's that loss the knicks was pretty bad last night seth and i did that for our gamer but uh i do need an official pick however you need an official pick all right so I actually, so my next, for posterity's sake, my next pick was actually in the other conference. And I was going to pick okay. New Orleans. Yeah. So why them rather than, I mean, this, this was your last pick, obviously, in that conference. Why them rather than, and your other picks would be Lakers, like, Wolves, Warriors? Yeah. I mean, I, I think Golden State's probably going to get six at this point. Um, Minnesota with Towns now back uh lakers with lebron now back or pelicans who have made a nice recovery here but still like without zion they haven't been the same team uh i don't know i think it's a pretty easy call between those three to say well, which one's also, likely to get eliminated now we don't know what exact records they'll finish with which could be could be a variable but yeah i i feel i feel better saying i mean new orleans will be an underdog in all of its playing games except against oklahoma city right I think that's probably right. And yeah, they'll probably, yeah, I mean, they're looking more likely to be the nine, uh, but they play at Minnesota for the tiebreaker on the second game of a back-to-back. New Orleans has two back-to-backs remaining, by the hmm. way, uh, on the final Sunday of the season. Oof. So that that could actually be interesting. I mean, we'll see where the, the Wolves are at. That was a big loss for them against Phoenix last night. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Not a not so, a back to back, by the way. What is not a back to back? Their uh, their final game is not a back to back. Oh, all right, I guess that Minnesota game for uh, okay for the Pelicans. Maybe it is for Minnesota, but it's not for the Pelicans. All right, well, I guess I should update that in our sheet then. Um, well, that helps. BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California, and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
I wanted to get your thoughts on the prospect of Zion coming back at this point and, and what you think of all, all that. It's really hard to bring somebody back into a playoff level game. Like if he could come back and play against like the Knicks on April 7th, that would be a lot better for him and at least get one or two games like that under his belt. Uh, bringing somebody back from a soft tissue injury into a into a playoff intensity, uh, that that's a little bit more challenging. I think uh, this is certainly said this is what they, this is something that the trainers have spoken to me as well about like when I was with the with the Grizzlies that just the the intensity of those games goes up and it's just more strain, more kind of pressure to maybe overdo it and it's just just easier to to re-injure something at that point. Uh that Yeah, the soft tissue tissue nature of it is a concern for sure. So so that that's the part that makes it tricky, and then also you're trying to reintegrate somebody into into what you're doing, which usually can be bumpy for for teams the first couple games, and the, those first couple games are games you absolutely have to win. So that makes it tricky. Yeah, Zion also has not been good. Right, like he's I think a real rhythm player, and he doesn't really help you on defense. Like he's just a weird player that's hard to integrate. Although they have a lot of weird players on that team, so it's yeah. I think if it's we've seen some guys be able to come back and impact things pretty well. Like Towns actually looks way better than I thought he might yes. at this point in time, but he also. Like I mean, I'm not even sure that Zion is like playing five on five. Like I, don't, I mean, again, you never know how quiet they're trying to keep this stuff. But it, it doesn't. I mean, I guess we'll see where they're at. You know, it, they they don't have the easiest schedule. Like they, uh, although this Denver game, did they win that? Is that over? Yes, they won. So that's that's yeah. kind of a freebie for them. Now they got they it, it got is. It also also an interesting decision there by Denver, uh, which maybe it was enabled by the fact that Memphis lost Clippers last. Yeah, I it. Sounds like Jokic might not play against Phoenix uh, tomorrow either. Like, I, I think this yeah. is like a somewhat legitimate injury. Yeah. Well, we certainly have no possible way of knowing <laughs> at, this, at this point in time <laughs> whether, these, whether any of these injuries are, are legitimate or not. But yeah, I, th- I think the Pels I mean, and this winning streak that they're on, I mean, they've won five of six and they've played two real teams during the stretch. Yeah, exactly. They beat the Clippers, very impressively, I'll add, and lost to Golden State. And that's it. So I'm, I'm not willing to like declare them some world beaters based on this, but they have a huge game against the the Clippers at home over the weekend but yeah I mean I guess if we're ruling the Pels out of the playoffs what do they do going into this offseason now I mean we'll assume that Zion doesn't really have much of an effect if he does then they'll probably make the playoffs but what do they do going into this offseason like what if you're David Griffin like how do you react to what you've seen it's it's hard because you you the one of the most important pieces is one you don't know about and you committed to paying him 33 million dollars next year yeah well i mean i think you just you just have to assume until he's not on your team anymore or until he suffers like another full season any injury that he's just going to be the guy that he was when he was good this year i think you just make that assumption yeah i i think you know they're still sitting on draft picks which which they can use to they they still need more shooting clearly uh i think they might need to look to do something with valanciunas and get a different kind of five there because even though valanciunas playing through him on the block when zion is out is is pretty good offense for them but again you have to assume that zion is playing and i just i've never liked that fit so 
I, I think that's probably where you have to start. Yeah, at center. I mean, that's the easiest thing that they could do, although the type of player they need, because they also are one of the worst rim protecting teams in the league, although they have a lot of really good bodies on the perimeter. Um, so yeah, I think finding that shooter who can protect the rim a little bit, but there's six guys like that in the whole league. So getting one of them, your hands on one of them is tough. I mean, I suppose they could try the Miles Turner thing again, maybe. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been talking about him for four years now is a good fit there. <laughs> um, can I interest uh, you and a CJ McCollum for Christoph Porzingis sign and trade? I don't know if you can interest the Wizards in that. No, I, I mean, that's what I, I, yeah. I highly doubt they could, uh, particularly with yeah. McCollum's extension. Uh, that that's looking signed. not great right now. Yeah. No, it's not looking great. I mean, he has been dealing with this thumb injury all year, so maybe he could bounce back a little bit, but he's also a small guard who plays the two, getting into his 30s. Not not amazing. Yeah, and their, their tax situation is also not great, so it really... It, it has to be probably yeah. the trait uh and you know we'll see what they can i mean they're they've got the, the pick this year swap rights with the lakers i mean neither of those is going to be too sexy even if one of them doesn't make the playoffs and then they've got the deferral pick and with what the moves that the lakers have made this year assuming that they are going to just resign all these guys even if you've got lebron and davis missing time like they're they've got enough depth now to be a competent team so even that has really declined in value a lot since danny and i ranked these picks before the trade deadline yeah. one of our best ever ranking shows but right up <laughs> top. uh yeah so that's i mean and then they've got this milwaukee first they've got a couple of milwaukee swaps still and they've got all their own picks too so i mean they have enough ammo to go get any like any starter who's reasonably available they could get it, but it's just finding the right fit and yeah i mean they, you just you have to get shooting out of that center position because cj ingram i mean i guess i mean is murphy gonna start for them I and mean, that's another the other question is when zion comes back they're gonna start a center so is trey murphy your starter or is herb jones your starter yeah because that really changes how you try to build your team also absolutely what's your opinion on that i'd probably go with murphy i I, yeah i just think herb's an easier guy to bring in off the bench and then teams maybe won't scheme him quite as much i don't know somebody like that a defensive player a lot of times it's just easier to bring him in kind of in the flow of the game and not not have him out there at the outset where teams just are blatantly not going to guard him now especially if especially if like if Valanciunas is still there like you cannot cannot have Jones out there too I don't think no particularly with the way his three balls regress a little bit this year their team building would be made so much easier if Brandon Ingram could just guard the Brandon Ingrams of the world but <laughs> the, he can't really do that so now you need another wing stopper and that guy's generally not gonna be able to shoot as well that's the nature yeah. of the guy and yeah you know do they do they try to go get OG and Anobi? obviously that would be amazing I think Mikhail Bridges has played well enough that there's no offer that's gonna be able to get him at this point yeah um you buy in that by the way like what, what do you think of the of this like huge surge that he's had i know you you and i talked about the fact that he had kind of been on this surge a little bit before with phoenix like are you like yeah. buying him as like he's just gonna be playing at an all-star level now like that's what he is uh i'm buying him at him playing at it almost an all-star level yeah I'm not sure I'm buying. I'm not sure I'm buying everything from the last six weeks, but I, I think. Well, he was like shooting fifty percent yeah, from three at one. He point, had, I guess. but he's he had shown signs 
in Phoenix when they had those injuries that he had more of this that he could access. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I mean, just watching it, it doesn't look flukish. Like he's getting, even when he's taking some of these shots, like he's getting enough separation that like these are pretty decent looks. I mean, maybe he's making up at a higher rate than might yeah. be expected, but, and he's got to learn how to throw a pass every once in a while now. And, you know, so he may be, he may still be best as kind of more of a guy who's like coming out of the corners rather than like running pick and roll up top. And, you know, you're just putting him kind of in positions on the move to be a scorer. But no, I mean, I mean, I, I doubt, particularly if he can get back to the level of defense he had in Phoenix too. And that's the most disturbing thing for me about the Nets is like they're not actually stopping anybody. Like that's what they should be good at right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, let's see here. So, and we didn't, so... I, I What's still your final team in the in the East. Yeah, I'm gonna eliminate Toronto. I'm gonna I'm gonna go homer here and say the Hawks make it. Okay, so say, same thing. I mean, this is it's been the whole episode here, which I I mean it's been a good chance to talk about everything that's going on in yeah. this team, which I, I've enjoyed. But yeah, I mean in Toronto, Atlanta. I mean both these teams seem a little bit in purgatory. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll come down to it'll be the eight versus nine play-in game. Toronto at Atlanta. Nick Nurse will will only play five players. They'll just go all 48. <laughs> Toronto will shoot six for 41 from three, and the Hawks will win. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the Hawks versus Toronto. Yeah, I don't really have a great deal for that matchup. I know Toronto, I, had, I did one game where Toronto blew them out earlier this year, but that was the Hawks were not playing well at that point in time. So, yeah, you're saying Toronto's going to miss the playoffs. I and mean, this is just a, a fascinating thing. We, we They kind of kicked the can down the road, as you like to say, at the deadline. And I don't think making the playoffs, I don't think getting completely destroyed by Milwaukee in the first round, if they do make the playoffs, changes their destiny either way here. Yeah. So, you know, they've won about seven games fewer than they're over under. Like, are, are you, if they just run this team back, like, is there a chance that they, like, get back to where they were two years ago? Uh... I guess I'm a I'm a little skeptical. I mean, if you get you need to have a jump from Barnes, I think, and it, it would help if you found a bench. Yeah, and so someone who can who can shoot as well. Um, yeah, I mean, but Van Vliet's a free agent. Trent's a free agent, and they got a lot of decisions coming. Yeah, is it is it Jakob is Jakob Pertl too? No. Jakob Pertl is a free agent, and you presume that deal is done for like sixteen or seventeen million a year. You would it's hope so. Be more than four for fifty eight because that's the extension he probably turned down. He's been good in Toronto. Toronto, by the way yeah so he's doing better he, I, the numbers weren't great when i looked at it after like two three weeks but i think it's i think it's better now i haven't dove into it um but not enough to change their fortunes i mean they've just been hovering around 500 most of the way yeah and then you've got og and siakam in the last years of their contract i, I guess we'll i mean we're we gonna have a cba tomorrow <laughs> that's another interesting question uh you know maybe that makes that an extendable at uh you know the, if, it, if it goes up to 150 percent, they could start them at uh you know they, they could start him at like 27 like maybe that would be enough yeah yeah so i'm not i'm not loving where these guys are at but it's just i don't think making or not making the playoffs changes things and then atlanta they're almost like the same thing like they've kind of made some moves i mean at least toronto has all their picks but like atlanta has relative certainty other than dejounte murray for the time being but then you're just i mean i guess you just probably your next step is let's bring these guys back because they don't really have much choice other than that and you know they already extended uh Bob then what do you think of that deal by the way we haven't talked about that uh i thought it was a little bit maybe risky given his uh knee situation um you know if he if he could stay on the court they'd probably do okay third year is a team option uh so it's fourth year is a team option. oh pardon me yes 
Yes, fourth year's a team option. Um, g- given his age and his injury history, though, I-, I thought it was maybe a little rich. Yeah, starts at eighteen seven, and then declines over the over the four years down to sixteen. I, it's it, yeah, I agree with you. It's a little rich. He's maybe like slightly overqualified to be a third guard, but you know that'll by the end of that, that's probably third guard money, like a maybe a little bit above the mid level mm-hmm. sixteen. It's kind of it's like yeah, they're probably yeah. overpaying him by two three million a year but to just hold on to him and they they desperately need his shooting i think uh, they've looked a lot better since he came back offensively so it, it was fine i was you know maybe a, another like the last year being a not, uh, team option at least is uh that makes it a little bit better if it was the full four years then you'd be like wondering yeah more. yeah but um yeah i don't know uh i think we're about done here though we'll uh we got it we'll got to start working for on top 10 players in the nba for next week uh, but, yes yeah this is uh so that'll be fun it'll be the first year we've done it It was great having you on the prospects pod so this this will be yeah it'll probably be the uh, first time that probably the first time that paul reed or dylan brooks get mentioned in the uh top 10 players podcast right (laughs) oh man dylan brooks that's another just absolutely fascinating free agency coming up and i mean we'll have to see how he plays in the playoffs that's probably going to be the biggest one of the biggest things about it but um yeah so yeah let's uh, so our playoff field then just to go through it one more time before we depart uh you know we've got so in the east obviously the top four we know who they are so knicks nets heat and raptors for me and you've just got the hawks instead mm-hmm. and then in the west we've got suns clippers warriors wolves lakers oh boy wolves lakers that'll be a pretty good play in and lakers if nuggets, that ends up yeah Hobie. wolves lakers to the seven eight yeah yeah or, or i mean there'll be some really good series in the west man this is and most of these teams are getting healthy at the right time hopefully wiggins can come back for golden state mm-hmm. i think we might actually get a really interesting west playoffs and and kd is back now i guess pg is the one that you're kind of worried about but the clippers they've done a good job i was a little worried about them when the pg went down but they've actually you know they managed to win without Kawhi in memphis so they're they're they've made themselves safe and they're probably going to be it'd be tough to see them falling into the play at this point too yeah all right yeah that that four or five between phoenix and the clippers that could be an awesome series yeah and although you know that might be golden state too might be minnesota even it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot to be written um but that's probably beyond the scope of, of this podcast because you know we're talking about the teams that won't be making the playoffs that's, that's exactly <laughs> all right thanks so much for listening thanks so much for subscribing and we'll talk to you all next time bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 investments like acquiring america's largest biogas producer archaea energy and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.